So this was very exciting. Um, I was talk. I've, I've talked about geometry, or your location in space, and how when you're working on a piece of paper, or it can be a sculpture and performance, you become more aware of space and relationship in space, and trajectories in space, whether you're experiencing straight lines or curves, whether you're vert verticals and horizontals. And out of this emerges a natural sense of geometry um, that we don't think about or talk about, but is always there. And how that can come out in, in paintings when you're painting how that has been coming out for me. Um, and although it would make sense to talk about space in terms of how you relate to another person, where they're standing, especially if they're too close, or especially if they're very far away, you're trying to tell them something, you can be aware of space in that sense. You can also be aware of space when dancing because um, it's, it's, it's like you're drawing with your body in real time, in three dimensions. It's like a, a drawing in space with your body. And that's why it's fun to do paintings and drawings that are, are as big as you, because you can move your body. It's like you're dancing the painting with your hands and the brush. There's a flow and a freedom comes from that and inhibition drops off you. And it's the same with, with dancing. When you're really moving, you can, you lose self-consciousness. Should do, the music helps. And, um, but you are describing with your hands when you're dancing all kinds of shapes with your shoulders, circles, waves, straight lines. Um, so I think there's always, there's always that awareness. And um, I saw this in my sister. My sister's autistic. And it was only through um, painting and reaching for that place which is not familiar which is what goes into geometry so easily is because, um, because it's such a paring down in an um, unfamiliar way of the natural world. The natural world seems to be this way. When you pare it down geometrically, say like uh, Malevich was doing, uh, you're describing the world in such simple pared down language using geometrical figures, but they, they are there all around you, and we use them all the time, but in ways that we're not necessarily conscious of in our, in our lives, but we are doing it all the time. But I, I saw it in my sister. My sister has, being autistic, has very uh, impenetrable behaviors, um, but it's since doing this work, this art, this play, whatever, creativity, that I really understood her when I saw her behavior 
she goes outside to the bottom of the garden and she looks up at the family home and she makes these movements and she has to do them and she does them, she repeats them and it looks mad which is why <laughs> I defend madness, apparent madness and want to explain it I suppose because I've lived with it my whole life this unconventional apparently mad, insane, crazy behavior but it's not, it's not it actually has a meaning and I think it's missed in the in her case it's been overlooked, it's been ignored in the drive to socialize her and get her behaviors understandable by most people socially more acceptable but if we understood what she was doing it wouldn't seem so separate from us so alien to what we actually do <clears throat> it's done in a way that is I think very close to the essential nature of the world and its geometric um, properties. So what she was doing was that she was looking up and with her head she was going from one corner across the top of the house back and down the vertical back up to the corner and along the horizontal back to the corner and down the vertical with her head and she kept doing that and then she would change it and then she would go on the diagonal and make the triangle and she was doing this with her head and then she would shake her head like a rebooting and start again isn't that amazing why why what does it give her why why does she liked to do that. Um, I think she's doing with her head what you can do with um, a pen or a brush or with your hands. Um, I think she's doing what we do when we dance. And I think if you move your head, there is a pleasure in it of moving perspective. There's also a feeling as you move of pleasure like moving your body, moving your head backwards and forwards like this it's, it's not only is it doing uh, something with it in your neck but when you're um, moving your head um, from side to side or on an angle down to your shoulder, your ears down to your shoulders and back down to the other side something um, I think pleasant going on in your brain something soothing, um, many things going on but that uh, describing that right angle was obviously very very pleasurable too um, and I think it's what as an artist you're doing is enjoying creating areas of space and fullness I think that's pleasurable too when you have, I like white backgrounds and I put paint on it and I press the paint, the pages together and then I love the relationship of the colors 
with the empty space of the white background. Um, and when I'm drawing um, spaces or outlining, I just get enormous pe pleasure from containing the space and outlining and creating um, shapes where they weren't before. And I think, and it's something that I've become aware of, and I can actually pour over that in a painting, just the pleasure of following the space, like a, like a map, following with a finger, um, a map. I don't know, there's something very pleasurable about that. And obviously there is for my sister, of making that space. I think it also has um, a spiritual connection too, that um, this is the sort of basic language of the universe, shapes, lines, and curves and spirals. And my sister being her, I think she likes straight lines a lot. Although in her paintings, she deals with quite large round areas of color. But in this particular instance, she was doing straight lines. And then she was shaking. So I suppose that's a spiral. So there is this language of, um, of geometry that I think goes right the way through, is, is specific in my sister, but I think goes through us all. Um, whether we're opening our arms out, I think there's a pleasure in, in pulling your hands apart, like, like ballet, like an arabesque. I think there is a pleasure in creating those shapes they do with their hands and their legs. And the feeling of creating the arc when you raise your hand above your head. There's a pleasure of that, of describing yourself in space. And I think in that sense, you're a walking painting. You are drawing all the time with your hands when you're gesturing. You're, you're doing that, your body is your painting. And uh, you are a walking piece of performance art, <laughs> moving through space. Um, I don't know why that is such a pleasure to us. It's, um, it is what it is to be a human being. Describing yourself in space. There's also something else that my, my sister and I have come together on, um, where I feel like I understand her language um, is, well, I was starting to add text um, to drawings on a sort of a simple, on a level of just of funny captions. And I was also adding writing to some paintings I was doing where it was poems, or I'm calling, I like to call them word pictures, where I've done that in paint, now I'm gonna do this in words, is the idea. I'm gonna do a parallel. I'm gonna try and do that in words. And I'm doing that a lot right now, because um, I write a lot of uh, short texts, and um, there, I can see that before I, before I was really immersed in, in, in this painting that I've been doing for the past four, five, six years, I can't remember now, intensely, that I was writing poems because I've come from that, um, uh, from from a literary perspective, like writing a book or writing stories, which has always been a part of me, or writing lyrics is a major part for songs, 
always um, loved words and <clears throat> loved to express myself, love uh, writing words as well. I've always written. And um, so, and I noticed that there, these word pictures or poems are different after um, going on this, this path of painting than before. Although there's always been a sense of color and of, um, uh, of describing senses and the way that colors and sound can merge, which I realize now is, has always been evidence of the synesthesia that I have, which is why I talk about languages, a lot of color or of music, um, because it's a way of bringing all my senses together into sort of a central nervous system, a, a central a hub of um, they're all the same really to me in, in, in a strange way. But so words and word pictures, they've become very much about um, my location in space, that when I'm looking out of the bedroom window, I am looking at um, points in space and connecting them a lot in my in how I'm seeing the world and so I'm writing like that and then I've been adding text um, to some sketches that I've been doing especially with these pareidolias um, these shapes these collages which could be anything I'm playing with the idea of leaving that up to your imagination if I if I have if I stick a, 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 a shape on a piece of paper um, what does it look like? Is it a small child in a chair? Is it an animal? And sometimes I'll define it with a piece, with a word and say head. Um, just why I do that is to sort of create a bridge of communication really between the, you, the viewer and me to um, just to connect with you, to talk through the word to you and say, okay, this could be you know, it's like this, the illusion of, is it a vase or is it a witch's fit profile? Or, you know, those illusions where you're looking at a vase and then it could be two profiles looking at each other with a pronounced nose. Um, I'm saying, it, you know, it's, I'm putting the text there to say, this is what I see. Um, I'm going to persuade you to see what I see so that I feel connected with you. Um, anyway, I got this connection with my sister because um, I was looking through a, one of my mother's books and found, or rather she found it, and then um, she told me it existed, all these drawings done by my sister. My sister has her own palette of drawings that she loves around um, objects that she likes and the things that she likes doing. Uh, like a, like a, a car or going on holiday, a tent or a bed or people. And they're always in the same language. Um, they've always got, they've always got wear trousers, most of them wear trousers and they're like pantaloons or harem, harem, harem pants, harem, harem. How do you say that in American? It's harem, uh, pants. They sort of balloon at the bottom. And she sticks with these same images all the time, which is, which is what I've been doing with what I've been calling these silhouettes, where I'm actually moving on from doing um, 
just uh, paint uh, my petals and my wing painting, so-called, and now I'm making them into more. And there, are, it's a, it's sort of a riff on pareidolias and making them more more recognizable objects, but silhouettes. So there's still it's still devoid of too much detail. It's still devoid of detail, and it still has to be much has to be inferred. And the fact that it's inferred means that I feel I'm engaging the person who's looking to fill in the gaps. I'm engaging your imagination and not giving you everything on a plate, but asking you to um, to to join in, um, collaborate with your imagination and my imagination. Um, so so I've been I've been cutting them out of foam and um, printing with them. Um, silhouettes of a girl, silhouettes of a tent, and uh, then adding text to it. Um, so I've been experimenting with this. And then lo and behold, my mother finds this book and she booked it, picked it off her bookshelves and said, oh, you know, these are, aren't these amazing? These are my sister's drawing. These are your sister's drawings from way back um, when she was young. And this is these are the drawings that interested her, and we've forgotten all about them. There's there's bears, there's two people in them. There's really, it's a real investigation of her parents, uh, because my my sister actually left home very very young, and went to stay in a hospital, and this was um, back in the nineteen sixties when this was a way of. This is a whole story, a whole other story about how they felt they wanted to help people with autism and and sort of um, take them. It was behavioral um, treatments. So they, my sister went away, and um, I mean the rift must have been just amazing. So looking at these drawings, it's just it's so powerful, um, which just reinforces this idea of just how powerful drawings are and. And paintings are just uh, even it's her language of what's important to her. And when you look at them, um, there are people in her life. There's um, there's holidays, how she represented holidays. It was about her desire to be back within the family and that she was bereft, you know to be away, away from her mother. And she was, and it's, I suppose it's no accident that she was writing this in this, in this book. She was doing these drawings all through this, this paperback book, which was about spirituality, which my mother had at the time. Um, actually, no, these were drawings done in my, in my sister's teens. So, and she'd also written mummy, daddy, um, the things that were important to her. I was not in there, <laughs> has to be said. So, uh, anyway, um, and then lo and behold, I'm doing the same things. It's amazing, isn't it? How, how roads, how things can lead you to make discoveries and solve problems or mysteries um, and find connections with a sister who doesn't connect. Um, that being part of her autism, and also um, is the idea of of not connecting is a lot in my work, which um, and how she connected to me through her drawings in this book, when I and my mother, 
but how I realized that actually I was doing the same thing as her, putting text next to pared down images. Um, so I found that fascinating. It was like she was talking to me and I ended up reading the book. So I think she was also offering a signpost to read the book and the book was actually enormous help um, about, about meditation and not thinking too much <laughs> or getting a break from it anyway. Uh, so, yes. So this idea of language and actually putting in recognizable language, words, English words, um, and how fascinating it is that you can evolve, um, you can move away from figurative depictions and go back in. Uh, now I've been doing these silhouettes, I'm calling them, where I'm creating a language of my own hierog hieroglyphics, because in the same way those drawings mean so much to my sister, as so emotional. You know, here's someone who struggles with communication. Um, and in fact, she was speaking to us through these images in this text about what was important to her through books, through a book, which was very, very clever because my mother is, um, is an avid reader, um, is, spends a lot of time with books, a lot of time reading. And I think that was her way of communicating to my mother or being part of my mother's beloved activity. Um, she was being a part of what she knew my mother liked to do. Um, so you can learn a lot, an awful lot about from someone like my sister. I think we have things to learn from her. And decoding her, by decoding her world or understanding the language of her world from the inside out <clears throat> in the way that I've been doing with painting and drawing she and I have met and have and have I've discovered that we have a a common language a common language and it is a fundamental universal language of drawings and it is not a language, a kind of drawing that is for, for infants or babies or children alone. It has a universal application and has a fundamental quality, which I, I think is why so many artists go back to, to paintings and drawings that look facile to... Um, to the eye of someone who is looking for something that would tell, say, would tell them that what they're seeing is more, is sophisticated, is cultured, isn't facile, isn't childish. Um, but I think that what has been happening, what happens and happens to me is the challenges to discover an art, to rediscover a purity of vision, 
a pared down language which resonates because in simplicity you can engage with others more and find commonality in simplicity um, that the more complicated you get like in you know what I'm talking about now the more you find yourself looping around <laughs> and coming back to the same point all the time or overthinking something even though my desire is to share with you my love of something uh, my love of, of creativity, of art, and to convey just how important that is and what it means and to explain a language, to demystify, to lay bare the bare bones of, of why artists do what they do, why I do what I do, to, to ask you to come along with me and discover these very things that seem... Um, so, uh, I fast, you know, puerile, oversimplistic, you know, my kid could paint that. Those sorts of responses to images that can be associated with just being either elitist because they're too uh, bizarre and they, you don't know what that means. To I want to dispel that sense that they're elitist. I want to dispel also that sense that they are too so simplistic they are facile that they're insulting to call that art is insulting that that what you're looking at is the desire for innocence for an open universal language when you're painting or drawing in a way that isn't highly representational doesn't seem to be highly technical but is actually is all of those things because it is not easy to have gone through all the development of what it takes to become an adult, all the socializing, all the socialization, all the conditioning, all the knowledge that is pumped into you and to step aside from all of that and rediscover the innocence and the emotional quality and the, the symbolic level no ideas of drawings that go back to our ancestors that go back to the cave paintings and go to my sister who in her teens was uh, had her language that was defined as a child because these were these are childlike drawings and was trying to speak to her family or to sh or to share with her family and participate with her family in ways that her family could understand and tell us what was important to her. In fact, tears started to, you know, it's very, very emotional, I think. And it's a language that you can't ignore just because that's what you did as a kid. Um, we have to stay connected to that and stay connected to our ancestors and to understand that in fact, you're born into this world highly skilled and as that, that it might look simple, it might look easy, but it's actually um, a skilled idea of coordination of moving through space and of uh, dealing with the language of color from the moment we're born, from the moment we're born. <laughs>